welcome in David Alter back to Sports 1440 from the Hockey News. Good morning, David. Are you tuckered out from the Super Bowl or everything duja dobre? Uh, yeah, I, um, I had a nice little Super Bowl get together good. with some friends that I hadn't seen in a while. So, uh, it was, it was nice and good and, and, uh, I woke up, uh, on the right side of it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, no issues about here. How about you? Uh, yeah, same thing. Kind of woke up on the right side of it and, uh, not, the, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I actually had some bets on the Chiefs. So that's kind of how everyone was looking at it. And, uh, but, uh, for you, you had uh, some good friends and friends food and watching a little football. It's kind of like what John Madden always used to say. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad I didn't have to plunk down money to go because uh, it was expensive, and if the Detroit Lions were there, I would have been tempted. So, so Lions fan, Dave. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't work out, but fortunately for them, that was a really great year. I, I have no complaints with how the year turned out for them with the expectations going in. Yeah, it was great to see the Lions do what they did, and hopefully they can even take it a step further uh, next year. David Alter from the Hockey News, our guest on Sports 1440. So Morgan Riley has an in-person hearing tomorrow with the uh, NHL Department of Player Safety. Where do you think this uh, goes? I mean, everyone says it could be upwards of six games because, but it's not. It doesn't have to be six games. Make that clear, just to uh, to our listeners. It's not a. It does. It's not a given that it is six games, but it just is an in person hearing. What do you make uh, of the whole situation, Dave? Yeah. Well. Okay. So it's true. It's not guaranteed, but it's more than likely. I mean, it's really hard to recall a situation where an in person p- uh, hearing was required and a severe suspension wasn't handed down. It gives them the option to do six or more. Uh, Immediately you look at it and there's comparisons drawn both from Leaf comparisons and from David Perron's incident with the Ottawa Senators earlier this year where he got six games. Mm -hmm. And it was also a cross-check to the head, although the situation was a little bit different. So uh, you look at that, it's tough, um, but certainly... Uh, they've got a situation where uh, I think the league might make an example out of him. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, if you're a Maple Leaf fan, uh, that's going to be, could be half a dozen games without your top defenseman in the lineup when you're already going through injuries. Yeah, it was funny, you know, watching it. I actually saw it, you know, live watching it. And then to hear the guys on the panel on Hockey Night in Canada, a guy like Kevin Bieksa said, well, a couple games maybe. And now, you know, it gets to where it is. What's the reaction out there just in the last 48 hours or so, David? Well, people are upset. I mean, certainly, I mean, uh, there's a lot of criticism that goes the least way that this isn't a tough enough team and they don't step up for one another and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, how do you take that with what happened the other night? But then is that too far? It's it's a really difficult balance. The Leaf fans always feel like they're on the wrong side of it. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's just... Um, uh, it's just one of those situations where it's uh, kind of difficult to kind of reconcile if you're a Leaf fan because, uh, I mean, I immediately look at my timeline. I look at Leaf fans' reactions. They they show an incident where, you know, during the pandemic year, uh, Wayne Simmons got cross-checked in the head and nothing happened as a result of that. And so um, it, it stopped. Like, those are the type of things you kind of want to see out of the game, but you certainly don't blame 
Leaf fans for wanting to see someone stick up for themselves when an incident like that occurs is just did it go too far, and that's really the issue here. What's your gut here, Dave? What do you think he gets? Uh, I think it's going to be six. I mean, I don't see how it can't be six um, unless the appeal process is really good and they collect some evidence that uh, that that the Leafs are able to present to the NHL Department of Player Safety that they don't see beforehand so um yeah it's um it's gonna be a tough one a tough call for sure i don't know i don't prognosticate one thing for certain is he's getting suspended there's there's been one or two incidents i can recall i think boston was one of the teams where a hearing was required and no suspension was given I can't recall a situation where an in-person hearing was required and no suspension was given. So, so a, a suspension of some length is coming. It's just going to be a matter of, is it, do they decide not to do it mm-hmm. six or more, or is it just going to be six? I think the borderline number is going to be six. It's what David Perron got. He had a clean record. Morgan Riley's never even been signed before in his 11 year career. Uh, and the injury didn't seem too severe. So those into account, I think he's got five or six games. Yeah, and it's just the the, the uh, point of the game and, and the you know the circumstance and everything. David Alter from the Hockey News, our guest on Sports fourteen forty. So what's this do to the Leafs, Dave? In the sense that uh, you know Toronto, Detroit is uh, tied with Toronto right now with sixty points. The Red Wings are here tomorrow to take on the Oilers. We'll do a deeper dive with that uh, with Mark Spector coming up at eight o'clock. But what is uh, Morgan Riley being out? Let's just call it a half dozen games. What's that mean to the Maple Leafs roster? Yeah, well, it's tough. It's really tough for them. I mean, they already don't have David Camp, who's been kind of day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. He's one of their best defensive forwards. Uh, And then they don't have Callie Yarncroke, who's out week-to-week, so he's not back anytime soon. Mark Giordano has an injury that sounds like it's a little bit more than day-to-day, and he didn't play in that game against the Senators. And um, Connor Timmons was ill, but... You know, they had someone else go in there, and so now if Timmons is healthy enough, he's going to be or uh, over the flu. He's going to be the next guy out. But this defense has, has been long criticized this year for needing some help, and the best defenseman on the team has been the most stabilizing in Morgan Riley. And so not having him could be catastrophic just because – it's really been a bit of a mess. And this is a year where you look after this year that Brad Tree living the new GM at least kind of wants to remake the defense. That's why you, you hear him involved in all kinds of trade rumors for acquiring particular defensemen. And so I don't know if this necessarily escalates anything, but the Leafs are going to need some short-term help somehow. Uh, and they're going to have to just ride this out without their best defensemen. I don't, I'm very curious to go to practice later to say uh, later today to see what these pairs look like. David Alter from the Hockey News, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, David, so how much does this have a bearing on then what Brad Terliving does here coming up to the uh, trade deadline in, well, three weeks coming up here? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to push him uh, to do something immediately. I mean, the big song and dance, according to the last little bit, is the fact that you know, they do have a first-round pick, but they don't necessarily want to give that up just for a rental player. And and feeling like you're in a desperate situation certainly isn't going to help in terms of leverage. Uh, 
I do know that if they, they go rental, they want to get a couple of rentals or they want to kind of get someone that they can kind of extend and have term that comes along with that kind of deal. I don't know if this necessarily speeds that along. Like it's, if it does, it's not, it's not good poker from, from the Leafs GM because short term, I think the Leafs can ride this out um, depending on how long it is. But as you mentioned, you know, Detroit, they're right there in the wild card spot. Um, the NHL standings are such where uh, the Leafs can't afford to give up points like they did against the Ottawa Senators, now tied with the Red Wings for that uh, fourth place spot, which is essentially a wild card spot. And, um, you know, the Islanders are kind of nipping at the heels with a couple mm-hmm. couple points or four points back. That's tough. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, we're going to have to see. But the Leafs last year when they didn't have Morgan Riley played pretty well, but their defense was better overall collectively last year than it was this year. So um, if they can go by what happened last year when they didn't have Morgan Riley for a couple months, they were able to get some, mm-hmm. some winning uh, games here. So I don't know. We'll see. David Alter from the Hockey News, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, around the league, Dave, is there a team or two that you are – um, thinking might be a little more active here in the next three weeks or so, or that you're kind of looking going, yeah, this team has, if they can just make a, a you know, a plug in place, uh, pick up a, a player or two uh, more than the other uh, teams, uh, anything come to mind for you, Dave? I don't know. It's tough. Like I have a different philosophy than most when it comes to changing your, changing up your team mm-hmm. um, and, and adding many pieces at the deadline. I don't think it, necessarily puts a team over the edge. I think sometimes it has the ability to do more harm than good. Um, I look at what the Leafs did last year. They they added a lot of bodies at the deadline, and they really went for it. And I looked at the underlying numbers of how they played after the deadline compared to before, and they were playing worse. And so it didn't surprise me that the Leafs kind of crashed out in the second round the way they did because Florida was – playing better hockey down the stretch than the Leafs were. And that's what happened there. And so I look at the teams that had surprising hot starts and then they since added guys like the Vancouver Canucks. And I think to myself, okay, that's good, but are you doing too much too fast here and ruining the good dynamic that you have? Not necessarily saying that the good players don't improve your team, but it has the potential to change the dynamic of the team where the team actually plays worse instead of better. And so I have a different philosophy. I also cover the Leafs on a daily basis. I don't get to look around the league as much as I'd like to. So when I look at that, I just think if you're a team like the Canucks or, or another that had a hot start, you don't really need to do much. I think the teams are on the borderline of a playoff that, that feel like they're a couple pieces away, those are the teams that need to really do something big to kind of change their fortune. One last one for you, Dave Alter from the Hockey News. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, five straight games with a goal. There's some life in the old bear still. Yeah, uh, that's fun to see. Um, you know, I I saw the beginning of that season. I thought to myself, oh, I don't want this to have a sad ending, like <laughs> where he's just kind of out there and he's not contributing and he's just out there for the record and then he doesn't get it anyway. And, you know, there's pride. There's like, he's an incredible player. Mm-hmm. And um, you want to make sure that if, if someone's going to break that record, it's going to be someone who's at their game. 
Now, granted, there's been years where he's missed games that weren't his fault, like the the he played in Moscow Dynamo in 0405. He could have played in the NHL that year. There was no hockey. There was a lockout shortened season where he missed uh, like a potential 30 games where his goal total could have been higher. Uh, and of course, there's a pandemic shortened years that could have added to his goal totals as well in 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see him get it just because it'd be fun modern day record to kind of see. But not to go all back Toronto on you, I don't know how long that 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 record's going to last because I just look at the pace in which Austin Matthews is scoring and I think he has a really good cha- chance to challenge someone like a Wayne Gretzky for the overall goals record with the pace that he's on right now with 42 goals in 49 games. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Dave, thanks for your time. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we'll talk soon. Got it. Thank you so much.